Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, Padre. Oh, good, 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 good. Hey, you know what? I got to have my grandson for an extra day on Monday because it was President's Day. Oh, how cool is that? Oh, yeah, you're not kidding, man, you know. And, of course, you know what that means is I can't get on the computer. <laughs> the kid loves my computer. You know, I told him I, I, he's coding or what we used to call programming, and he likes mine because it's a touch screen. And, a, and this kid, I mean, he's loading all kinds of stuff into it. You know, wow. all kinds of programs, and he's writing his own programs, and it's great to have him. You know, the, if anything, that keeps him over at the uh, Padre household. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and when we when yeah. we were at that age, we were just learning how to work with a color. <laughs> <laughs> we were using color books, yeah, <laughs> reading <on>. comic books. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you remember uh, the President's Day, uh huh. And President's Day usually celebrated on the twenty second of February. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the and, and the reason for that is because President's Day that is the birthday of George Washington. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. If you recall, when we were going to school, we used to get two days off. Mm-hmm. Remember, because we used to get Lincoln's birthdays off, which is on the twelfth. Yep. And so uh, what they decided to do was combine it, uh, Washington and Lincoln's birthday, with the Uniform Monday Holiday Act of 1971. Can you imagine our Congress met for something like that? (laughs) (laughs) And so what they did is they said, on the third Monday of February, will be designated as President's Day. And so we combine Lincoln and Washington for that day. Yeah. And a few interesting facts about presidents. First of all, there were three presidents that died on the 4th of July. Really? Yes, sir. Two of them in the same year. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, 1826. Really? Mm-hmm. And then James Monroe was the third one, and he died in 1831. Eight presidents, get this, died while serving in office. How many? Eight. Wow, no, I I never realized. Yeah, four of natural causes and uh, four were assassinated. The first one to die in office was William Henry Harrison. He served a total of 32 days. That one I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Because of his inaugural address, which was 8,445 words, caught pneumonia, and he died 32 days later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Zachary Taylor, uh, uh, Warren G. Harding, uh, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt all uh, died well in office. Wow. Uh, Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, and Kennedy all died by an assassin. Jeez. And get this. If you remember, even though Teddy Roosevelt wasn't the president at the time, remember he was running again? Uh, the Bull Moles party, and he got shot with a twenty-two, and he still went through his entire speech. Yeah, jeez. Well, hey, Gerald Ford twice 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember a uh, freaky freak? What's her name? Squeaky from from uh, the Manson yeah. family. Yep. Harry Truman also there was an attempt on his life, and of course we know about John Hinckley and uh, Ronald Reagan. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah that was pretty bad. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt is the only president to serve four terms or be elected four times, I should say. You know, because during his fourth term, he passed away in uh, April twelfth, uh, nineteen forty-five, six months into his fourth term. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the other thing is too in uh, Warren Harding. Announced yes. that President William Howard Taft to become the Chief Justice of the United States. Huh. Yeah, well, Taft want that's what he wanted. He never wanted to be president. He wanted to be Chief Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Oh. Yeah, and so he's the only person to hold executive position and the judicial position. Wow. Kennedy is still the youngest president to ever be elected at forty three years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gosh. And, and Ronald, and one last one, Ronald Reagan, right? Actor turned U.S. president yep. was in 81 movies. Yeah. 81, 81 movies. Yep. Hey, yeah. I, I just love bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny. Okay. Oh, oh it, it, was, it was just such a heavy drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Bonzo, he got the nomination for the uh, best, best Supporting Actor, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and uh, since uh, last week, if you remember, we didn't have a podcast last week That's because cool, it was right. Valentine's Day. Yep, it yeah. sure was. Yeah, and I don't know if Kathy posted any pictures, but we had gone to, uh, gone to Napa and ate at, oh. our, ate at our favorite little Mexican restaurant up there. And then yeah. we drove up uh, Highway 120. I think it was 121 and 128, and it takes us up by Lake Berryessa and just enjoyed the view coming all the way home. Just wonderful. Man, was it raining much? or Not at all. It was beautiful. Just oh, gorgeous. Great. Got some pictures of the lake up there. Lake Hensley, just gorgeous. Yeah, that's right. I did see those pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then since you being the Catholic that you are, yes. you know that, you know, St. Valentine's, Mm-hmm. was beaten and beheaded in February 14th, 270 A.D., in the 3rd century. Okay. Yeah, his, uh, his, his, uh, he was a priest, Valentinus. He was brutally beaten, then beheaded after marrying couples in defiance of Emperor Claudius II's ban on the sacrament of marriage. Really? Yeah, sir. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. You know, cathedrals, as many as five different countries claim they house various remains of St. Valentine. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's one in Dublin that says it exhibits his heart. <laughs> the Rome Basilica says they have yeah. a skull. Really? Yeah. <laughs> a Glasgow convent says they have some of his skeletons in a golden box. In the wow. Prague Basilica has says it has a shoulder blade <laughs> and the church in madrid says has the other remains of his uh skeletons in, encased in in the glass really yep <laughs> interesting isn't it yeah all yeah. right now, now i get now get this man this at the beginning was not a celebration of love and affection that did not come till 1375 <laughs> So what happens is that the day that they started celebrating 
Valentine's as devotion and uh, romance, and it was uh, by a poem by an English writer, Godfrey Cherence, and best-known author for the Cadbury Tales. He was the one that actually started it, and everybody just got on board. And it just grew, and you know what happens. I mean, businessmen say, hey, there's there's money to be made. (laughs) Let's do something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cotton, and on a sad note. Okay. Okay. 1960s sex symbol passed away. Raquel Welch. Oh, yeah, I know. I know she was one of your favorites, buddy. Oh, I had that poster of her from uh, 1,000 Year B.C. or whatever it was. Everybody your age had that, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, probably, I probably have it rolled up somewhere yeah. still. <laughs> the deerskin bikini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, she was just, she was just a, a beautiful woman and did... A lot of stuff till till later years too. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Now Raquel Welch was born actually uh, Joe Raquel Tahia on September fifth, nineteen forty, in Chicago, Illinois. Now <laughs> get this: her, her her father was from Bolivia, which is in okay. South America. Her cousin was a Bolivian politician. Linda Tahia became the first female president of Bolivia. And the second female non-royal head of state in the Americas. Yeah? So she comes from a pretty high-up family there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the family moved from Illinois to San Diego, California, was when she was two years old. Huh. She studied ballet at the age of seven and studied it for 10 years. She had to leave uh, the art at, at 17 because her instructor told her that, that she did not have the right body type for the profession. Really? (laughs) And then so she graduated with uh, with honors from high school in 1958. And the year you were born, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, she was seeking an acting career. She went to San Diego State College for theater arts. uh, And the following year, she married her high school sweetheart, James Welsh. So that's, (laughs) that's what, and that was not a stage name. That was her real name. She just assumed his last name and kept it throughout her life. Really? That's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Now she made thirty-seven movies, right? Thirty-seven. Most of them are forgettable, but that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, but I'm surprised that she hadn't made more. Huh? Yeah, thirty-seven. Four stage productions. She had appeared on an album right in nineteen sixty-five from a movie. Uh, the song was "I'm Ready to Groove" from the movie "A Swingin' Summer." <laughs> yeah. Really? And then she actually. I bet it was. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to go out and rent it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a single in 1988 that the girls back in town peaked at number 29 in the U.S. Uh, dance charts. Huh. Yeah, and get this she had about 36 TV appearances, a lot of well known programs as well. Uh, she was on Bewitched, McHale's Navy. Get this one. <laughs> Mork and Mindy. No way. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, Captain Nirvana. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and also on Steinfeld. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I think I did see the Steinfeld. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, that was your that kind was... of program. Yes. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's get into our podcast. You know we just got through with the Super Bowl. Yes. And it was a great Super Bowl. The Rams weren't in it, so I really didn't care who won. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of rooting for the Eagles a little bit because they're the National League, but they blew it, so what can I tell you, man? <laughs> All right. But what we want to go over is the halftime shows for baby boomers. Oh, okay. Oh, and they were bad. <laughs> but first let's give you an outline of uh of the nfl all right nfl actually started in 1920 they merged in 1950 with the aafl which had which gave them up to 12 teams then huh. yeah then in 1960 there's a group of businessmen that wanted to be part of the nfl but the nfl said no you can't do it so they started their own league called the afl and so they decided in 1960 to merge. Now, when they merged, they weren't going to merge till 1970, all right, because they were working out all the details. But they decided to start having the Super Bowl in 1967. Okay, they 67. 1967. Wow. You know what that means, Cotton? But what does that mean? We're both older than the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but at that time, there was 21 teams. Today, there was 32 teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the first Super Bowl was um, Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Packers beat the, the Chiefs. It was held in Los Angeles Coliseum. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Get this. Do you know what the average ticket price was? <laughs> Probably a nickel. <laughs> 12 bucks really yeah and the game was not sold out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was televised on cbs and nbc the next year Mm -hmm. they had the uh packers again playing the oakland raiders and the packers won again (laughs) now that the merger is happening and everybody's starting to question is the afc even going to compete with the nfl then this is the famous one. In 1969, Joe Namath guarantees a Super Bowl win. Yeah. And they did win. They were underdogs, 17 and a half point underdogs. Yeah. Wow. And they beat the Baltimore Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, just unbelievable event. Yeah. If you remember the famous uh, picture of Joe Namath walking out holding up one finger. Yeah. Remember? And, yeah. yeah. Number one. And the score yeah. was 16 to 7. Yeah, that was big time. Yep. Boy, and it threw him into the starlight, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, he came out in some motorcycle movies, too. Yeah. Oh, they were bad, too. And thank thank goodness, like I told you before, my, my dad saw all of those motorcycle movies. I was too old, so I didn't have to go with them to watch them. C.C. <laughs> Ryder. Remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> well, I didn't see it. Okay, oh, yeah. now, the big thing these days is the halftime show, right? The halftime oh, yeah. show, yeah. The halftime show used to be about 15 minutes, about the same length as a quarter. And mm-hmm. so when they were in the baby boomer years, they just didn't know how to put on a show like they do now. Yeah. All right, everybody was kind of, uh, I heard some bad reviews from uh, the last one, Rihanna. Yeah, right? I said, yeah. the woman's pregnant. Give her a break. I mean, <laughs> what she did, I'm saying, man, I was impressed. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. The way we're shooting stuff out of the sky and she's up on that platform, that's pretty yeah. brave. 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, 1967 halftime show. This is what baby boomers were looking at, right? Mm-hmm. It's a marching band. <laughs> the University yeah. of Arizona and Gambling State University marching band. Yeah, and of course the yeah. the the two Bell Rocket Men Airmen. Remember they used to come in their uh, jetpacks. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was so that cool. was the big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now there is an urban legend that the Three Stooges were there entertaining as well. No way. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's an urban legend. You can actually look it up, and some of them say the Three Stooges did perform. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I find that hard to believe. And you you would be correct, because don't forget, <laughs> we didn't have the big Jumbotron or anything like that. So how would you see these guys? <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, that's just a, a big rumor. Now, in 1968, what did we get to see? Another marching band. Grambling State Marching Band again mm-hmm. in Miami, in Miami, Florida. That's the one where uh, the Green Bay beat the uh, Raiders. And that, and that, yeah, and this is what we're watching, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have 1969, America Thanks, whatever that means. And that was performed by the Florida A&M University Band and Miami Area High School Bands. <laughs> it's just like what's going on here man yeah. <laughs> 1970 tribute to mardi gras right oh you're kidding <laughs> yes with doc severinson al hurt oh yeah leon hampton and the southern university marching band we just can't get away from the marching bands what oh yeah like a like a college <laughs> we're watching college football <laughs> and then again mm. In 1971, get this, the Southern Missouri State Marching Band. Yeah. (laughs) And then in 1972, we have a salute to Louis Armstrong with Ella Fitzgerald, Carol Channing, Al Hurt, and we cannot go without the U.S. Marine Corps Drill Team. (laughs) Yep. Can't go without that. (laughs) Yeah, we can't do that. In 1973, happiness is. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's what that's uh, that's what it's called. Just happiness is. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Was performed by the University of Michigan marching band, Woody Herman and Annie Williams. (laughs) Yeah. And then in 1974, a musical America with what? Another marching band, University of Texas marching band. <laughs> <laughs> 1975, tribute to Duke Ellington. Oh. Yes, sir. No marching band. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. The gambling marching band, uh, University, also was involved in that. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, it, it, uh, what can I tell you? 1976, <laughs> 200 years, and just a baby. Because, of course, that was the bicentennial. That was a tribute to the bicentennial. Hmm. In Miami, 1976, the Steelers defeat the Cowboys. And get this one. Are you ready for this one? 1977, it's a small world. Okay. <laughs> Guess who put that one on? Uh, Disney. You got it. <laughs> 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 they're just they're just trying to make some get some business for Disneyland, you know? It's a small world. 
<laughs> yeah, but no marching band. No marching band. No, no, no. I shouldn't say no university marching band. What this was was the unified all-city marching band. Oh, okay. <laughs> A bunch of high school kids, I guess. <laughs> and then in 1978, from Paris to the Paris of America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Tyler Apache Bells and the Apache Bell Peter Foundation and L. Hurt. Okay. Yeah, I'm going like, man, I said, I can't even believe this. 1978, salute to the Caribbean with Ken Hamilton and various Caribbean bands. At least they didn't march. <laughs> but oh, we can't have we you know we go what what do we go two years without marching bands we bring one back by 1980 a salute to the big band era <laughs> gambling state university marching band there you go <laughs> uh, then we in 81 okay a mardi gras festival again with helen o'connor and the southern university marching band Really? Yes, yeah, sir. In 1982, it was in the Silver Dome, and they did a salute to the 60s and Motown. No marching band. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. And in their place? It was a lot of old Motown artists. Oh. So it was no marching bands. It was like a lot of old Motown artists performed, which I'd oh, rather see than, than a uh, marching band. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and then in 1989, the Bebop Bandoozles with Elvis Presto. Presto? Yeah. yeah. Not Presley. <laughs> Presto. As you can see, for us baby boomers, there really wasn't much talent. You know what I mean? When I say that, mm -hmm. I mean marching bands and stuff like that. This is when you got up and went to the restroom. Right. During halftime. Right. You never mm -hmm. watched the show, ever. Yeah, you run out and grab more beer. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, you know what? There are some honorable mentions for bad Super Bowls. All right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When I say bad Super, bad halftime shows. Let's go. I just right. want to go through them real quick for you. Okay. All righty. First one, of course, is 1967 because it's just bad. I'll, I'll, I'll get out. And because the two guys with the jetpack guys, they drowned everybody out. They were so loud. Yeah, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but that is cool. But if you know if you're going to hear the music, forget it. <laughs> now, Super Bowl four halftime was just a fiasco. All right. This was down in New Orleans. The Weather Bureau issued tornado warnings. This is before the big dome that they put down in New Orleans. So wow. what they decided to do <laughs> was get a hot air balloon to carry the Viking mascot into the stadium, except it got out of control and crashed in the stands. <laughs> well, thank goodness nobody was hurt. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> then when they're doing the national anthem, right, the veteran mm. actor, you know, Pat O'Brien, his mic cuts Man. out. So, oh, really? you, so you can't hear what the words. And the accompanied <laughs> trumpet player, Doc Severson. Yeah. Right? And the oh, marching Doc band, Severson? same thing. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, during the halftime show, they were mm -hmm. supposed to have hot air balloon races between the Chiefs' hot air balloon and the Vikings' hot air balloon. Never got airborne. Oh, it was man. just too windy. 
Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Messed and, up that one. Yeah. And then the producers, they try to dazzle the crowd, right, with this massive model of a Mississippi riverboat, you know, kind of laden with young ladies with hoop skirts. But uh-huh. the ship didn't sail because the field was too wet. Because <laughs> it had just rained, the pregame was a downpour, so they couldn't, uh, you know, drive this thing out into the field. <laughs> but they weren't done yet. They had a the Battle of New Orleans reenactment with hundreds of participants, right, for the War of 1812, uh-huh. which flopped too. <laughs> and the reason why it flopped was that the White Stallion, you know, of Andrew Jackson, kind of like yeah. the hero of the War of 1812 fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> an exploded cannon. Created a deafening roar, and then the horse took off. (laughs) (laughs) And then what ended up happening was, of course, they're still having music. This opera singer is belting out Basin Street Blues during the halftime, and Al Hertz Hertz trumpets drowning her out. Just a mess. (laughs) Oh, here's a bad one. 1989. Fans got to watch the Super Bowl halftime show with 3D glasses. What? <laughs> yeah. Because by this time, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, basically the halftime show is a punchline for all the comedians. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. Coca-Cola <laughs> decides you're going to do something different. So they mm-hmm. are the sole sponsor of the show, and they incorporate 3D technology called NoPic. Now, this is played at Joe Robbie Stadium's now the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida, where the Miami Dolphins play. Get this. The soft drink company, Coca-Cola, distributes 26 million pairs of 3D glasses. Yeah. With with its product, its newspapers, even ran graphics on how to use them. What do you mean just put them on? (laughs) Now, with that... Was that the yellow, or not the yellow, but the red and the blue? The red and the blue, yeah. Yeah, I had one of those. Oh, well, I'm sure you I did. I got it on a on a, uh, on an album cover, Let's Shine On. Yeah, right? Shining On. I used to have that one, too. Yeah. From the Grand Funk Railroad. Grand Funk Railroad. Yep. I used to have that one, too, Jeez. before it was given away. I think I still have mine. Oh, man. And then Bob Costa was so embarrassed. He says, this is the single proudest moment of my life. (laughs) Kind of tongue-in-cheek as he introduces the 3D glass, the 3D show. (laughs) And this is the one with Bebop Bandoozle. (laughs) And so the the Elvis Presto, he's uh, performing. Mm-hmm. And the Magitrix 3D uh, graphics flash behind him, and the dancers are performing in 1950s music and computer-generated revolving cars and spinning planets. Now, you're supposed to see this when you do that, right? When you're watching it from TV, but to say the least, it did not do well. <laughs> I can it's imagine. A, yeah, yeah. One of, uh, reviewer wrote that it was like watching a football halftime show in disordered reflection of an old mirror. now this one i mentioned because this is where that super bowl shows started becoming the main event basically 19 
93 Super Bowl 37 at the Rose Bowl, Michael Jackson performed solo. Uh, Remember, yeah. that was big. That started yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah, is, yeah, was. this is when they started to say, hey, you know what? We need to get serious about this. <laughs> and then they let the fans on the field, if you remember. Oh, no. Yeah. They let the fans on the field, and then Michael Jackson stood silent and still for two minutes. Uh, anticipation started growing. You know, everybody's just waiting. And two minutes, that's a long time, mm-hmm. you know, for nothing to happen. And then when he finally performed, I mean, Jackson just electrified the whole place. I mean, yeah. the generations and halftime performance, and they, they say that this was probably one of the best performances of a halftime show was a Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I'd like song. to see yeah. that again. The yeah. only problem that he had for the older generation was his uh, crotch-grabbing performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As one writer wrote, to the uneducated observer, it would indeed seem to be merely a vulgar display of self-indulgence. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mentioned this one because this one's pretty cool. Super Bowl 30. Diana Ross, she's the one performing, mm. finishes her set, and she cries out, there's my ride, and a helicopter descends into the field. And Ross <laughs> you know, finishes finishes a song appropriately t- said take me higher and uh-huh. as she's walking as she's walking and waving goodbye to the crowd the wor- uh-huh. <laughs> the wind caused by the whirling blades blew her hair into her face <laughs> <laughs> and then we have one more one more and like i said this is honorable mention no one can ever forget the janice jackson wardrobe malfunction Oh, yeah. Was it Timberlake? Oh, yeah. I mean, you you let MTV put this on? (laughs) You know something wild is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can bet it was planned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know something's going to (laughs) happen. And and this is the kind of uh, uh, unfair thing about this whole thing is that Janice Jackson was basically uh, blacklisted from TV and radio stations, but not really? Timberlake. Yeah. Okay. But maybe because maybe because he idea. stayed fully clothed and wasn't showing off his breast or something. There you go. Yeah, but no, no stiff penalty towards him. And I think the other reason why is Janice Jackson, you know, was was on the tail end of her career, and uh, Timberlake was just starting to to uh, take off. Yeah. <laughs> and after that event. Just to play it safe. The NFL, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the next booking right, for the five Super Bowls. Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street Band, and the Who. <laughs> they, really? they were playing it safe. Wow. Okay, yeah. because most of these guys, you know they're not going to show anything. <laughs> they're too old yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh but that's what you're looking at in all of these it's just wonderful yeah. wonderful uh, uh times when we were growing up everything was oh, so much yeah. simpler yeah marching bands and that was it but now they are major multi-million dollar productions oh yeah 
Yeah. That, I think I recall the Who Who and that was that was an an awesome concert. Yeah. And they're still yeah. I think they're still playing, aren't they? They come together every so often. Yeah. yeah. I know the, the Rolling Stones uh play still are still mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Yeah, the only problem with that <laughs> is they take up all the handicap spots. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All righty, my man. Well, you know what? It's about time we bring this one to a close, buddy. All right. All right. You have a wonderful day. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote. Super Bowl, the only time anyone uses Roman numerals. Until next time, may God bless. <laughs>